Hello and welcome to another very exciting episode of the Family Series Podcast here on Hotspot Radio. Yeah, so if you check your calendar, you would realize we've come midway in the mid-month of the year, the, um, the month of June. So how has it been for you? Down here, it's been really nice. Yeah, uh, it hasn't been so much as expected, but it hasn't been completely bad. A whole lot of achievements, a whole lot of opportunities opening up here and there. So I believe it hasn't been a completely bad month. Yeah. So, and we are just midway and I think gradually a whole lot of things are also coming up. So June is, June is a very promising month, I, I, I believe. Yeah. So on today's episode, we are going to be looking at the topic, managing family conflicts. Yes, family conflicts. Yeah. Something that has torn a whole lot of families, both nuclear and extended. So it is a topic that actually needs our attention. We need to start addressing certain issues so that we can avoid or let, let's say control, manage this whole this issue or this topic uh, when it comes to our families and our homes. So on that note, on this episode, we are going to be outlining a few strategies that could be helpful with managing family conflicts. So come with us. So we know family conflict is an almost inevitable occurrence as far as uh, nature and human existence is concerned. Uh, this could come as the minor disagreements or as the major fallouts that happen or occur. So whichever way, whichever form it comes in, um, knowing how to manage these situations is, uh, is very important and could help us uh, avert uh, more or, or terrible things that could come as a result of uh, such uh, disagreements or conflict. So one might ask why I think uh, family conflict is, is uh, an inevitable or almost inevitable occurrence. So, and I would answer by saying um, sometimes we just uh, find ourselves in, in this situation where we are disagreeing with ourselves, we are getting stressed out and in such situations we hear things like I am not at peace with myself or you hear something like I need to take a break from myself. So if these scenarios are true, common and normal for a, for a person, then I am sure we can agree at least not to write off the possibility of conflict, you know, between two, three, four or, or more people just because they are bound by, by, by family ties. So I think we should be concerned about controlling, uh, controlling these occurrences and, and managing them when they occur. And to dissect this topic very elaborately, then we should look at it from the point of control and then the point of management. By control, I mean um, how we can bring down the rate of occurrence of conflict in our families. And then by management, I mean what we can do, what to do when this, when conflicts occur in our families or in our homes to avoid it exploding into further devastating circumstances for us all in our homes. But to be succinct, I am going to try to talk about this or to merge this and talk about it so that the podcast doesn't get too lengthy so so that we can we can all enjoy it so um when we come back from this short break we are going to be delving straight into um how we can uh, manage conflicts in our families do not forget i am alban your host and your friend
Okay, welcome back and good to know you're still there. So the first thing we all need in managing family conflict is a bit of mindset adjustment. So we all need to understand that everyone around us would not operate at the same frequency with us all the time. They might at one point or the other disagree with our views or ideas and that doesn't mean we should make an enemy of them, you know. They are just being humans, expressing themselves imperfect just like you who at the other end is feeling offended or probably getting angry so we all need to understand and accept this fact it is the beginning beginning of it all yes it is um understanding this and accepting it helps you take better responsibility and equips you to control the situation better then when next someone doesn't agree with you or your ideas you don't brew anger and maybe get antagonistic or maybe start trading blames but you find yourself um, speaking from the standpoint of okay i understand that you don't completely agree with me please can i get your own opinion not from the viewpoint of or from the standpoint of what's wrong with you you dumb fool i i i, I get you completely understand so when when you handle things this way you find yourselves naturally talking things true other than screaming and abusing each other So secondly, conflict between couples is a very delicate concern and if not properly met could just grow into something bigger than what it was when it started. So I, I advise not to be too quick to bring in uh, a third party into a disagreement between 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 um, a couple that is you and your spouse. It isn't always a very smart move. You just try to employ every sense, you know, talent and energy in you to make sure you come to a common ground with your spouse. And please do not let it linger. You see, these these disputes and conflicts between couples are the very reason a whole a whole lot of people now classify marriage as a very horrible mission or a very horrible horrible thing to do. Um, maybe it is and maybe it isn't. All I know is that. If you are not careful in marriage, uh, then as a couple, then you might you might be arguing about almost everything, like on what side of the bed you want to lie on, or even argue about what taste water should have if it, if it should be sugary or salty. <laughs> so allow your spouse the opportunity to express his or her opinions or ideas, and please show show some some genuine regards for what they have to say. Then try to apologize immediately. You realize you are wrong or that you've been on the wrong side of a discussion. Do not give your spouse the messy side of you and then allow ego to get the best part of you. Some people just um, um, prefer to um, lay low and allow things, uh, allow uh, a disagreement to start to gradually die off or simply maybe sweep it under the carpet. But uh, instead of uh, uh, just because they don't want to or they cannot bring themselves so low to say I am sorry or um, okay please uh, uh, I'm sorry I started this or I'm sorry I'm at fault here. So, you know, they prefer to just let ego control or have um, the better side of them. So, and that is, that is greatly unfair. That is, that is unfair to your spouse and to you and whatever relationship you have with that person. So, as a couple without kids yet, you know, you own every part of your house and you can easily choose how and uh, what part of the house you want that disagreement to happen. But once you decide to begin to raise children, then a whole lot of caution should uh, should be brought into 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 play that is a whole lot of discipline should be brought into play you know it is quite easy you know okay or let's say disagreeing in the absence of the kids might uh, might be much more expressive and maybe preferred 
But if by any chance you start a disagreement in the presence of, of, the, of the children, then better don't run into the into, into privacy to settle it and then come out later to act like everything or nothing ever happened. <laughs> if you started it in their presence, then you have you have already created an, an impression. So you have to let them or yeah, you have to let them see you say sorry or see you apologize or make up make up after a conflict or disagreement. If you don't, then you'll be doing their upbringing a whole lot of harm and, you know, teaching them that it is okay not to settle disputes, that it is okay to sweep issues under the carpet and it is okay not to apologize. It is just okay to be a grudge, you know. If you feel it is going to be too emotional and, uh, and they may not be able to handle it, you know, then you, you, you can sort these out privately, but still, make sure you explain to them why you both disagreed and then tell them or show them that you have apologized and you've made up um, you've, you've 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 said sorry to yourselves and now everything is okay yeah in my opinion i think it is better to let them see you apologize to each other and settle such conflicts you started in their presence that would go a long way in teaching them um, that apologizing when one does something wrong is a vital step in building um, healthy human relationships so if you're unable to sort things out as a couple and you are sure you have sincerely uh, exhausted all avenues known to you um, maybe through which you can make up things or make things right then do not hesitate to speak to a trusted family member or a family counselor that's very important so that um, abuse doesn't set in or um, other things in, in that form So another form of conflict or dispute we witness in our homes and families today is a dispute or conflict uh, conflict between siblings. So and the, the, the truth is, the best time to to address this is when they are still um, toddlers or when they are still very young kids, not when they are all grown up, uh, grown into teens or adults. So do not think uh, a child is too young to start learning to say sorry. Uh, when they are still toddlers, you would notice them maybe fighting for toys. For food or any other thing at all so as much as they may not understand what they are doing at that point in time it is still the best time to start to instill the habit of living in one accord with, with each other you know and teaching them to say i am sorry when they do wrong to anyone it is natural for parents to have maybe a favorite child but please do not let that blind you do not let it blind your eyes or sense of good judgment when it has to do with your kids so if your favor begins to swing to one side, then you might be succeeding at um, planting seeds of resentment in the hearts of the other kids um, against that particular kid whom you've obviously favored at the detriment of the wellness of others. You know, another thing is kids and these children are not going to magically learn sensibility or learn how to own up to their mistakes or learn how to say sorry. They are going to directly or indirectly learn all these things from you, their parents, or from any other adult around them. Therefore, it, it should now go beyond um, Michael uh, come and say sorry to your sister, and then Michael comes around and maybe vocalizes a uh, sorry, and that ends it. If Michael does something wrong to his sister, then you, as a parent or guardian, needs to you know get to Michael or get Michael to sincerely apologize. No matter how young you think he is, that is that is that is how you begin to build it. You need to find a way to get to him, talk to him calmly, to understand his, uh, the reason for his actions, 
then make him understand how and why his behavior towards uh, his sister is wrong and will not be accepted. Then you give him an explanation on how apologizing is also going to benefit him. If you if you do a very good job on this, then Michael is going to you know sincerely apologize. I mean, tender a better apology. And the tendencies of repeating same behaviors um, would utterly re- um, utterly be reduced. So if we get these things right at this stage, then these siblings would grow loving, respecting, and protecting each other, and future siblings' rivalry and conflicts would have been taken care of. So, and even when this happens, you trust that uh, they are sensible enough not to let things get out of hand. So that is it. You, you, you begin to take care of these issues from the scratch. Yeah. So let us quickly go somewhere in Africa. When we return, we will then look at parent-child conflict and how we can control and manage that. Stay with us. On today's segment of somewhere in africa we are here in burundi yes burundi officially known as the republic of burundi so and it's a landlocked east african country bordered by rwanda to the north tanzania to the east and southeast and democratic republic of congo to the west and the capital of burundi is called uh, gitaga she has an estimated population of about 11.8 million people and her currency is known as the Burundian franc. So the Burundi terrain is mostly hilly and mountainous and uh, she was first colonized by Germany at the beginning of the 20th century and the Belgians after the First World War then gained, gained independence in 1962. So Burundi has uh, an interesting drumming cultural heritage and boast of several endemic species, species uh, such as the hippopotamus, monkeys, elephants, lemurs, squirrels, bats, cheetahs, leopards, zebras, and buffaloes, plus several endemic plant species. So the major exports of uh, Rwanda, um, sorry, uh, Burundi consist of coffee, tea, sugar, cotton, and hides. So Burundi, despite uh, um, facing a devastating economic uh, situation right now, is still home to many tourist attraction sites, such as the over 10 Tama water sites spread across the country, which attracts uh, tourists from all over the world, especially Europe and America, and is considered therapy for rheumatism, as well as uh, a great place to swim and feel the warmth of, uh, of this hot water coming from the center of the earth. Burundians are known to be um, the world's uh, most hospitable people as it is customary for a local to attempt to speak a visitor's language just in order to you know communicate this feeling of homeliness you know and then extend the hand of uh, kindness and love and hospitality towards the foreigner instead of uh, immediately expecting the foreigner to uh, speak their own language so this love towards visitors is historical and is a heritage of uh, the Burundians so and Burundi, Burundians have um, um, very unique and special meals, foods and drinks, and y- you would certainly eat and want to eat a whole lot more. So Lake Tanganyika hosts a variety of fish that doesn't exist anywhere else in the world. I promise you. <laughs> and this fish uh, is used or are used to prepare a variety of fish meals, you know. So, and they also have um, some very nice traditional beers such as sogum beer, honey liqueur, and banana wine. 
all of these served in traditional calabashes you can imagine how interesting these beers would be so that is it from here in burundi so let's get back to the podcast Welcome back from that segment of somewhere in Africa. So now let us take a look at parent-child conflict. So as we know, this has uh, this is becoming a more disturbing trend in our today's society. And in my own thinking, there are possibly two reasons why this is becoming a disturbing trend. It is either you as a parent have refused to acknowledge um, his or her development as a child or as an individual and therefore you have no regards for that child's opinions, views or rights just because he or she is a child and maybe you were never told that children would ever grow. <laughs> so, or that you as a parent or guardian have not done a very good job teaching that child how to treat others. Either way, I, I think or, or, or I'm, I'm, I am saying that more than 70% of, of this default or, or sorry, of this fault would weigh towards you, the parents. So you need to realize that children will grow even while you are there watching. So let it not surprise you when they begin to take uh, responsibility of certain things or maybe make decisions of their own. You just need to recognize and acknowledge the fact that children would grow and they would grow right under your nose. So cleanse yourself of um, the, the, the thoughts that children would remain babies and it doesn't matter if you respect them or not cut them some slacks you know allow them to make certain responsibility or sorry take certain responsibilities you know and make certain decisions on their own then sit back observe and and correct them a child who feels he or she is not trusted by the parents develops a very low self-esteem and finds strength in conflict and violence you know he would he would he would um, nurture some some degree of of uh, of reckless independence shut out from you the parents then become re- um, rebellious and at the slightest provocation he or she would explode make time to chat to your children talk with them listen to them encourage them to to come to you when they feel hurt by your actions and inactions you know then please be, be be very willing and humble enough to quickly apologize to them when you've wronged your children. Now, tell me, what better way is there to get your children to remain loyal to you? And, and again, imagine if such a relationship does exist between a parent and a child. Is, do you think there is a situation they cannot come talk to? I, 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 I actually beg to say no, there isn't. So, ah... Uh, in as much as this is better achieved in younger families or when the family is quite young with uh, um, when the kids are still very young it is still not too late it is still not late to to begin to address this or to begin to rebuild family ties it doesn't matter old or young you could be the one to restore your family ties all you need to do is begin to own up and take responsibility of um uh, take responsibility when you uh, go to apologize to whoever it is you've wronged in your family and or cultivate the habit of apologizing once you you wrong someone in, in in your family and one or two other people might join you and you know walk in the same path with you and before you know what is going on it has become you have you have somehow 
um, planted that seed of, of harmony in the family. So it becomes very easy for, for anyone to actually say sorry and gradually things begin to, 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 to set in properly in that family. So we all know that for us to achieve this aim of sanitizing our societies, our, our, our society, our larger communities, then we must sanitize our families. We must begin from the family. And the, the, the truth is, if we achieve this in the family, then gradually it is going to translate into the larger society as well. So we, we need to bear this in mind. And realize that it is for for our own good and for the good of every other person we love so it is something worth doing <laughs> so with that we've come to the end of today's episode on the family series podcast right here on hotspot radio so do not forget i am alban your host and your friend so and you can follow me on our social media handles uh, nc alban nc underscore alban on twitter and as well as instagram so you can drop any messages or talk about in the next topic you'd want us to to handle or talk about in our next episode and we'll consider that so until i come your way again next time stay safe stay healthy and be happy all right i'm out <laughs>